Hey guys, welcome back to another chat session with Nicholas again. So we do have this weekly chat, not weekly, we do it monthly, monthly chat session where we just talk about different things. So last week, last, oh my God, why did I talk about last week? Um, I've been doing too many weekly videos, so this, this just rolls off my tongue. Um, last month, we actually talked about goal setting. So this month, we're going to talk about confidence because he put out a video on self-esteem and I'm also very interested in the confidence kind of thing. I'm looking to just improve your confidence and whatnot. So, and I'm an extrovert. So a lot of people say, you don't know what it feel, feels like as an introvert to be non-confident. You can just go out and speak to everyone and it's just easy for you. But what about for introverts kind of thing? So yeah, Nicholas over here, actually he is an introvert. I didn't, I didn't think so, but he actually is an introvert. So can you just share with me on a bit of like insights and in how introverts think? And yeah, this perspective of an introvert. Yeah. Hey, well, nice, nice to be here. Nice to chat again. I think, uh, I don't know. I was thinking this like one month flew by so fast, but it's I nice. I did like to be... four videos in between. Oh yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Keep it going. Yeah. So I think today's theme we're talking about is more like self-confidence and we're starting a bit on introvert and extrovert. I think I want to different, help differentiate anyone listening to this, differentiate the meaning of both. So, the very simple analogy I tell people like what do you mean I, that I'm an introvert mm. an introvert is someone who wakes up with a certain energy level we call it I like to call it coins so let's say I wake up with five coins and every interaction I make with someone I lose one coin five four three two one for example and then once my coins are used up for the day I'm done I don't really want to I don't want to see yeah I don't want to see people. go home and yeah, of course, out of necessity, sometimes it, um, I have to, but that leaves, the more I do that, the more burnt out I become. Whereas an extrovert is the opposite. Extroverts um, get a coin for every person. Yeah, they talk we thrive on. So, I okay, feel... since, since you're talking about extrovert, I'll just share my experience. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Especially in lockdown. So you're not interacting with anyone the whole day. So you actually get tired as the day goes. You just get bored out of your fucking mind. And yeah, so this kind of chat sessions actually makes me more energized. So I like to speak to people throughout the day, especially gaming. Gaming helps because you're actually interacting with your friends and that's the social social um, coins that, that you mentioned. But yeah, this is, this is from an extrovert's perspective. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I mean, <laughs> I won't lie, it's, it's nice. There's a <laughs> lot less interacting I got to do. Got to be in my room more, got to be in my home. Um, uh, just saving the energy for important things like this chat i've saved that one last coin for tonight so, Whoa, that... I'm honored. <laughs> so i'm ready for it oh there's a fine line there's of course a fine line extroverts we feel it more because they're not used to it mm -hmm. but that fine line is between when you're too detached detached from society and then becomes it can lead to anxiety a little bit of depressive thoughts maybe so uh, i mean we're all in lockdown now so we have to learn to manage it well always yeah, be in yeah, touch definitely. with people i mean i appreciate the quiet time but i do make it a point to try to uh have chats have conversations i mean well. humans we all are I, I always hear this humans we are social animals so we, we no matter how we need to socialize with people you can't go like forever you you're not meant for that yeah yeah but yeah the mentioning as introvert so you said out of necessity so does that mean so if you are put in a certain situation your confidence will grow 
And how, how does actually how does one as an introvert actually gain the confidence to be like you, to come out and be able to speak and able to manage your energy, right? I think I first want to start off that like, you know, I didn't start off this way. I was not born like that. The, with the characteristics I have now, like in school, it was very tough for me because I think in school, if you're an introvert, you, you're like a loser. I think sometimes it's kind of you know, hard to make friends. You don't, you're not popular, you don't stand out. You feel weird for it. Feel weird for being you, like how I was, you know. It was hard. Um, uh, I just stuck through it, went through it. Um, building self confidence as an introvert is a much more um, delicate process because, um, from what I know from introverted friends I have, introverted people I've worked with, I have to coach. It's a very fragile line. If you break it, and that person may go into a deeper slump of, oh, I don't think I can do it. Mm-hmm. But reality is, reality is in the modern world that um, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know, I think. Right. That's what I believe. So your social interactions are very important. So improving your self-confidence to be able to talk to more people is very important to me. And I realized that, thankfully, very young, that I had to do it. Um, how I did it was, um, at, at first, just mimicking others. Hmm. And I'll give context into my job. So I started as a personal trainer and um, my two other colleagues I had at that time were very social people and I was not. But because I was surrounded in, in the environment, I felt that was the norm and I had to get out of my comfort zone. You know, I would lose out. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I would lose my job, but okay, I want to perform well. So I had to step out of this comfort zone. Uh, it wasn't easy. Uh, what helped was doing the tasks with them, like talking to members, talking to new clients, talking to potential gym members, and just accepting it as part of the process. And eventually, it became more of a norm to me. And of course, I am jealous that extroverted people don't feel tired from it. Because I feel very tired. I have to be very selective to the people I talk to. Um, but building self-confidence in that sense really means um, taking it one step. Once one step at a time. Uh, why don't you give me some context of like what kind of self-confidence you want to improve as an introvert then I can give you more thoughts. Hmm. Actually, most, most of the time when you approach an introvert and they will say what their problem is is actually going out and meeting people is the first interaction. So, I mean, as an introvert, like what I can do is I'm always, it's like I can DM, okay, easiest way is let's say I DM someone. It's very easy for me, hey, hey what's up? I'd like to collaborate on you or something like this. And I can just send it out. I wouldn't, wouldn't be so thinking so much about it. Um, in face-to-face situations, I'd be like, just go up and hi. So I'm Elton, how are you? And the name and so it was, depends on the situation and where, where you are. So it's easier for me to strike out a conversation, but the most feedback that I get from introvert friends is I don't really want to come out of my friend circle and um, okay, you, you do, it's okay, you do, la. Um, you intro for me lah, okay lah. And they feel feel safer that way in a sense. And mm. I don't blame them because sometimes if it's too big of a venue, I also feel the same way. Uh, yeah. So in this, that kind of context. So more like uh, reaching out and yeah, just talking to people maybe. That, that's, I feel like that's the most starting, that's the most basic starting point as an introvert to actually yeah. socialize and um connect more with other people you know what introverts really fear about these situations is fear of rejection you know why we introverts like to 
speak with other introverts or people within our circle group, our same circle and same interests because we feel, oh, okay, these people can connect with what we think and what we feel. So, all right, we're just going to stay here. Mm-hmm. That's nice. But whereas we could be scared, like, oh, what if these other people doesn't think I'm interesting? Because introverts already get the notion that, oh, you know, they're, they're boring, they're not outgoing, all these kind of labels put on them. It gets really hard. So everyone listening to this, you know, you got to like, like a mantra I like to do is like, you know, just close your eyes and then you tell yourself that, you know, I am interesting and I am living my full life to my fullest, really. That way, um, that's what I use for myself so that I don't have to worry about, okay, what is this guy is going to think about me if I talk to him just because I'm introverted. I'm, I'm living my life, my fulfilled life and I'm going to show him that I'm interested in him and he, he ought to do the same. So, yeah, that, that's actually a very, very good um, starting point. Like, I feel like for us, it's more of just go and whack on it. Uh. Can I whack back? Then can I whack back? It's okay, I move on. And yeah, but that, that's, that's one thing that we got to think about also. When, Did you realize like when if the, 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 the common pattern of what introverts say is like, yeah. oh, they say, oh no, I don't, I don't want to talk. I don't, want, I don't think they want to listen to me. That's because it's their own limiting belief. They think that as an introvert, you know, they don't want to step out. They think they're going to get rejected just because they're introverted already. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I understand that because it's come from many years of social labeling, unconscious I, things people do, you know. I feel yeah. like it's also extroverts that um, kind of isolate them. Mm. Like, one, especially with introverts in your group, sometimes you tend to just do a lot, go and do your business and, and they get left out because you are doing your thing. So, like my group of friends, we have introverts actually. We get along pretty, pretty well. Um, and interesting fact, the interesting ones are the introverts. <laughs> the extroverts are actually, I feel like we are the very basic. We, <laughs> we do what everybody does kind of thing. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know, in an ideal world, maybe, um, I'm not saying all extroverts do this. Some extroverts, um, you know, could be better, a bit more sensitive towards yeah, definitely. the needs of certain introverts and then that would help introverts, you know, get out of their own shell a bit better. Yeah. So, but I mean, you know, we, we got to do our part in mm. our own circles at least. Yeah, but that's how I've helped myself at least. You know, I try to surround myself with people who are doing the same thing and then, okay, you know. Like, like what they say, yeah. like, you are who you surround yourself with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. If if I'm if I surround myself with five more people that who say, oh, okay, no one's gonna to listen to us what we talk about, you know, then, all right, I'm gonna end up thinking Just, like that. Yeah, as well. you're gonna to keep to yourself. So, yeah, cool, cool. But yeah, since we're talking about, let's say, extrovert and how how they sometimes are in their own world of their own. Do you see a difference? How how do you judge the difference between someone who is confident? And someone who is like overconfident. Mm. I feel that that's a very, very great area to be confident and overconfident and somewhat cocky in a sense. And do you become a narcissist in that term? I think, yeah. I think the easiest way to pinpoint, of course, it comes with experience. Narcissists um, speak too much about what they think they're good at. Whereas confident people let their actions show it. Uh, it's always a fine line course and i'm not saying it's not a black and a white either mm-hmm. um but um 
usually narcissism and overconfidence and boasting comes from a place of insecurity or inconfidence. They need to um, show that they are more than you. Yes, they need to approve that. They want, they're looking for the approval. They're boasting about, hey, I'm good at this and good at that. I think we know a couple of people who are a little bit like that <laughs> on the line <laughs> as well. So it can't and be helped sometimes. Humble brag kind of thing. <laughs> so is yeah. that kind of like humble brag it's the kind of the guy the kind of guy in school who says oh i'm not so smart i'm not that smart but then he yeah, gets yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, i don't know some people do it for fun i think some people don't know that they're doing it but some people legit they, they know that they're good but in for them it's, it's not nothing very good to brag about and they feel like embarrassed when when people actually uh, yeah it depends what your notion, what your intention is. I know some people who do it and then don't. There's no point in doing it. Yeah. Sometimes I do it just to make jokes out of it, and but of course then I get to the serious point. Like okay, yeah, yeah. I tell myself okay, I manage my time really well. Ha ha. But <laughs> then I help my friend. Okay, okay that's yeah. how you do it. You know, yeah. Just to lighten up the mood, but yeah. So it's it's actually very. I feel like once once you're confident, like people think confident means speaking out and just being brash but honestly confidence is more of your inner you know that you don't have to compare yourself to anyone else that's that's what i feel is true confidence you don't have to boast about it you don't have to yeah and what what confident people do actually is empower other people to be more confident too so that that personally is what i i think confidence is Mm. yeah yeah you're right no need the no need for validation Exactly. from other people yes that is so important uh, it comes from a state of uh, the book Seven Habits of Highly Effective People it comes from um, private victory so private oh, victory yeah, yeah. means you know that you are capable exactly. you know I think we can list out some examples to give the viewers some context it's like okay like for yourself how you keep yourself confident in a way is like, okay you publicly announced that you want to stick to your one video a week for the rest of the year mm-hmm. and you've done it so far. So you know in your heart that yourself that I can do it. So that already makes you more confident in your ability to do it. Then thereby the process compounds, it gets easier mm-hmm. over time as well. Yeah. Yeah, actually that, that's actually a very good book. Um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. That's actually, uh, I, I did a workshop that day on, on mm-hmm. this topic. And that's actually a book for teens. So if, if you're starting out, you can actually go check that out. Uh, it's very basic. Help actually use it, uses that as their teaching material oh, for the foundation okay. students. So we actually have a subject called personal development and leadership. So it's a very interesting subject that we have. And you actually have to read that whole book. And the whole semester is based on that book. Wow, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So that's I feel cool. like that's a very, very good start. And I feel like universities should implement this kind of things because that, yeah. that's what um, students actually need going to. They don't need, okay, they do need technical skills, but what they actually need is the confidence to go out, let's say your interview or whatsoever, you're working with your colleagues. How do you interact? How do you socialize? How do you work well, win-win kind of thing with them? That, that's what we truly need to learn. Yeah. Self-confidence, self-confidence really comes from a place of doing what you say you will do for mm. yourself, not entirely with, not involving anybody externally. 
realize that the people who you know are not so confident in themselves are the kind of people who never said do what they said they do like they said they're going to read a book this year but they never do it they said they're going to exercise but they never do it you know you can't lie you think you can you're the easiest person to fool but in your psyche something deep within you you, you can't lie to yourself man. and then that manifests as um, a bit of pessimism lack of self-confidence and a bit on the extreme and nihilism people just don't care i don't give a fuck about the world or anything really i, I never yeah. knew about that actually I, like now now you talk about it, it actually came to mind like your action actually breeds confidence because the more action you take the means the more stuff you get done and when you get stuff done you feel that satisfaction yes and that satisfaction grows grows it becomes confidence yeah. but yeah yeah I, I never actually thought about it in that sense but this is that's very good um, and one way to overcome it the thing is people like to, people categorize it as losses it's like, okay let's say you made a promise to yourself that you're going to mm-hmm. work out more this year but you don't you don't end up doing that you just avoid it you don't talk about it and there's hopefully no one heard you <laughs> proclaiming that and you can get on with your life but you can't lie to yourself exactly. your psyche knows so every time you want to try you want to try something new or you want to try working out again you know it gets it's harder yeah harder each time so you realize the first thing i did when i talked to you was i told you straight up front that you know i'm not I'm taking a break from YouTube. Hmm. Even though last month I said I'm going to make a YouTube video every week for the rest of the year. Yeah. So I could have avoided the topic altogether. And just hopefully you didn't hear it. <laughs> you didn't realize my incongruency. But I mean, I'm true to myself. I just say that, okay, I choose that this is something I won't do. And my conscience, it realizes, that, okay, yeah, I've chosen it. I'm not avoiding it. I've chosen to step away from this responsibility because of the reasons, you know, I told myself. Actually, and, very, very big word over here is actually I feel like it's accountability mm. like you keeping yourself accountable is one of the biggest thing you can do for yourself and it goes back to discipline also lah. so if let's say for me I can't discipline myself to get work done I'm going to ask the hundreds of people that on my story on my Instagram on my YouTube to every time I do something they'll be hey I thought you're doing this Hey, I thought you're doing that. Hey, how come your video not out yet? That kind of thing. Oh, yeah. okay. You get the public accountability. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's good when you have a lot of uh, friends in your support system, and they're they're always there for you, kind of thing. Benefit what, of being an extrovert. <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's say what if you you are to yourself. How how do you keep yourself let's say accountable yeah, yeah. to that? Yeah. Uh, that's that's you said your own psyche, but is there other ways to actually trick your mind into oh yeah self accountability? Yeah, especially when you want to start something new, you know you you're scared because what if you fail? You don't want to tell someone that you started and you fail, right? Yeah. Uh, I think I I did talk about it in the last in our last chat. I was like, you know, start with the smallest step yeah. possible, um, and that really does improve self confidence as well. Simple things like, um, I don't know. I coach my clients this. It's like, mm-hmm. um, especially uh, certain obese clients who need to move. Mm-hmm. If not, it will be bad for their health. I, I coach them to just start walking. With, so their ability to tell themselves that, hey, I can walk and take control of my health this way is enough. One step at a time. Hopefully, that is the foundation for them to getting to do more exercises, be more conscious of their health. 
routines, so on, etc. So that's one way. You can I use fitness as one way mm-hmm. to think about it. There, there's a quote, um, really like the people who don't lose weight or who are you know morbidly obese are the same people who don't believe that walking is the first step to getting to reaching that goal. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just believe in small steps. And if you have no one to keep yourself accountable, you have to keep yourself accountable with bloody, bloody, bloody you know, really small steps. All yeah. right. So it's basically taking control of your life yeah. and that one tiny step at a time. Actually, yeah, I thought about this. Um, one more thing about confidence is I feel like there's a misconception between the ability to speak and confidence. Uh, generally, people think about confidence as people who can speak very well and can express their thoughts very well. But that's not necessarily true because a lot of introverts that I know can actually speak very, very well. It's just that when it comes to speaking with other people, there's that mental block over there. Why, what do you think about this? I guess that leans a bit towards um, a little bit of public speaking, right? You know, little bit I mean, public speaking is a bit towards the next spectrum, but it's more of, they can speak very well, but when I say when I speak to you like this mm. and I'm an introvert, mm. I wouldn't be able to form my thoughts properly if we are not really close kind of thing. Ah, okay. Uh, okay, okay. Mm, it's the kind of awkward and... Right, right, right. Okay. Oh, you mean new encounter? Yeah, yeah. Speech, but okay, okay. Right. Then only we move into the more public uh, presentation, public speaking kind of thing. Yeah. I say... Um, probably cliche advice but it's, it's just practice you know good speakers or good conversationalists are either okay usually born extroverted mm-hmm. or people who have put work into yeah, speaking speech. speaking well now I guess one thing we can highlight about um, speaking um, it's not about speaking a lot because I think I know a lot of extroverts who can talk a lot but, but there's no content a, to it it's an empty can you know, a lot of yeah. noise not much into it it's a half full can oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. half full very noisy so um, if anything the, the takeaway take home message would be like learn to speak with clarity you know learn to speak with clarity be concise with your speech because in this day and age um especially I think your audience is usually people around our age are slightly younger. Mm-hmm. When they grow up into the working world, you know, how you ask for what you want and what you want to be is going to be so important. So clarity is, um, I've got some simple clarifying questions that people should ask more. Mm-hmm. It's more of like, um, I think number one is, what do you mean? You know, some people can just talk in the fog around their head <laughs> two it's people, never going to get to the point it's just going around imagine yeah. two people talking with a fog in front of them and then like what is it's, going you're, on you're never going to finish kind of thing yeah yeah. so I mean obviously okay I've had more experience I talk to a lot of people on a daily mm-hmm. basis so I, I, I can read people quicker mm-hmm. so very quickly if I see someone with a fog in front of their face I feel like, what, what do you mean so it gets them to think mm-hmm. a little bit to be clear with their speech you know um, another thing I like to do is um, for myself is learning how to summarize quest, uh, summarize thoughts thoughts yeah thought yeah. processes so I think if you notice when I even when I chat with you like this I like to say the take home message 
So if no yeah. one's listening and just listen to one take-home message, then hopefully they take home that, <laughs> that message. message. Yeah. yeah. So take-home message is like, okay, for this, <laughs> yeah, just just be some, just make a summary of, um, try to have a summary of your thoughts and then your speech as well. It's harder, easier, uh, okay, easier said than done, but um, you have to get active feedback from friends yeah. and uh from those around you because Definitely. honestly in the working world no one is going to be that helpful because everyone's your competition yes that's the thing yes now people are genuinely friends with you they genuinely care mm. enough to criticize you but when you go into the working world everyone's a competition they want you I want to say it's 100% or oh, they want you to do bad but it helps them if you're not performing as well Precisely. I mean, quite frankly, it's going to be a um, whatever field of work you do, it's going to be um, because everyone graduates, everyone has a degree, Definitely. everyone's the same, same level playing field. You're the same with everyone. Okay. And no one owes you anything when you go out to work. That's the reality of it. So, one way to really stand out is the clarity of your speech. And don't mean you don't have to be good in English as well, you can just be concise with what you're saying, what you're exactly. thinking. Straight to the point. And that would, um, straight to the point, you know, don't attach yeah. emo- too much emotions to it. All right. Yeah. Right. Actually, I found like, as I'm, do, I, as I do more YouTube, uh, I want to speak better, uh, convey a better message to my audience. I'm also focusing a lot of intonation and kind of like, um, how I pronounce certain words, clarity also in a sense. Um, I felt like this helps that like, if you like to watch a lot of Netflix, <laughs> I've, I've been doing this, like say, I watch an English show and then I will mimic whatever the person that said, kind of thing, like let's say the person said, uh, would you like to buy a house? And I would just repeat that sentence exactly the same way as the person said it. So I'll just repeat it over and over. And it works for books or so, you can just read it out loud, the same sentence. And I feel like this really, really helps over the past few months or so, like pronunciation wise has improved. Um, how, how you form your words and thoughts is, has improved because this is how movies they tend to try to go straight to the point as much as possible if the person is actually not rambling that the person is not meant to be rambling around so I feel like it's worth a try what do you think about this? Um, just repeating words from shows or books is that correct? yeah uh, shows is more of the pronunciation and how do you just say it in a more uh, proper tone and then Books is basically just your reading ability, your ability to put words together, to be more concise with your, your language, yeah. Uh, let me see, let me see. I've, I've, never, I've never heard of that method before. So I mean, if it works for you, that's good. It's Something is better than nothing. I, I realized because as I watch, especially some movies with accents, mm. I tend to pick up the accents in a mm. sense. And then you just tone it back to how, how a Malaysian would speak. <laughs> and like especially if I'm speaking with some of my friends from overseas they have their, their slang or accent and everything I would subconsciously tweak my speaking to their accent like that they are speaking with a friend from New Zealand and my, I spoke exactly the same as her accent and I have to like no Elton come back so I was like I'm sorry I, I, I cannot <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not purposely trying to mimic you but I'm just like it's subconscious so it helps in a, in a sense that every time you tone it back you won't be the extreme of the accent, but you have a rather proper kind of grasp of English. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, English, 
Yeah, I mean, to be honest, in this world, there's no excuse to not be good in English because the access to English mm-hmm. language is, should be... I mean, if you're listening to this chat, you yeah. probably have access to <laughs> learning <laughs> materials content, in yeah. English already, all right? So I'm just talking about this, this spectrum. But um, yeah, I think it's no excuse. Um, to me, I think... Yeah, sometimes we can, I mean, being Malaysian, sometimes we end up copying the slangs of Western, Western folks. Uh, that's okay as well. But uh, you can just do it without uh, needing to copy the slang. You'll just be clear in yeah, what you definitely. speak. I mean, to be honest, I've had, I, I know people, Westerners, speak great English, unclear what they say <laughs> as well. <laughs> you don't understand what they're saying. There's no point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so no point. You can't get to the chase, you know, there's, there's really no point. Yeah. So mainly it's just being concise, being just forming your words together, speaking in a sense properly, but it doesn't really have to follow certain kind of accent or anything. Does it help if you're speaking proper English? Uh, I, I mean, you know, some people speak with a more Malaysian, uh, Chinese. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, okay, let's see. Um, I don't think so because you can be concise. words they should be among the group of friends the person who encourages other people other friends to be more clear mm. so if friends say something oh what do you mean can you tell me more why is that you know so you create a circle a social circle where you know clarity of speech is the norm eventually your own clarity and speech and thinking yeah. you know, okay so actually this, this came to mind we spoke hmm. a lot about confidence introverts everything but why is being confident so important? Why is being so confident important? Because people don't know how good you are at what you do unless you can show them how good you are at what you do. All right, so that's the reality that's... of it. You have to be able to show. That, to that's why I always say if you are a very, very good artist, let's just say artist, but you aren't going out connecting with people, you're not confident with what you're doing, no one's going to recognize you as a very, very good artist, even though you draw better than Picasso or some shit. Yeah. And we have, we are in a world that is very, one, opinion-based, and two, is very based on the extroverted worldview. Oh, that's what I think. So mm-hmm. no matter how, we, we got to be a bit, put a bit of emphasis on confidence la, as, as we mature. Yeah, we cannot um, hide behind that shell forever. Yeah, I'm sorry to say, you cannot, you shouldn't. I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably have the access to yeah. people or things or materials to help improve your own self-confidence already as well. I mean, why? Because you owe it to yourself to li- be the best version of yourself. Definitely. Literally. I mean, come on. You don't study a degree. Get, you know, your parents pay for it and then go out to work and then you don't want to be the best version of yourself? No. I don't think that's acceptable. You, yeah. know, you can be the best version of yourself. Um, you asked why is it so important? It's because um, if you go back to the introvert, extrovert topic, then I mean, whatever it is, an extrovert will be able to will have better showmanship than an introvert. Mm-hmm. Like an extrovert can put on a show better. 
but may not deliver the better product Definitely. than the introvert. I understand. <laughs> Maybe. I'm not saying all of it, but usually that's where the difference lies. Mm-hmm. And that's where introverts lose out. You know, you could lose out in an interview because of this. Mm-hmm. You could lose out in a job promotion or getting in a uh, I don't know, just negotiation. Dream job kind yeah, of thing. Dream getting job, what yeah. you want yeah, out of a negotiation. Yes, 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 exactly. So all these kind of things, you've got to portray some level of confidence in what you do. And I mean, I'm in medicine and uh, quite frankly, I see that um, uh, this topic of confidence is important because you got to show you know, your, your senior doctors or your patients that you got a certain level trust of, in you. Yeah, you got a certain level of competency you know you cannot it's a bit of a mask i know but you got to put it on especially if it's oh oh sorry you're gone yeah we we can continue i'm back my camera died it yeah 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 that was the last sentence so we can cut it out nicely okay i'll start with the medicine part again yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so like i'm in medicine then um uh, you know, uh, as a junior doctor, you got to show that uh, to your senior doctors and your patients that you have a certain level of competency. It's a bit like a mask, I know. And a lot of people are doing it, putting on masks. And some people do it quite well. They put on a mask, they show they got it. It's enough for people to trust you. Mm-hmm. It's enough. Of course, you should back it up with good levels of being good at your job. Yeah. Um, whereas the people I see who don't do it, don't fare so well, who always get stressed are the ones that are always so anxious and can't show it's, it's kind of like being victimized all the time yeah and i feel it's every industry is the same you yeah. you got to show that you can do it regardless i mean fake it till you make it although it's cliche but to get to where you want you got to do a certain degree of faking confidence in a sense yeah you have to because um whatever your first job is it's going to be your first job so yes. You can't say you have experience in that job, but you can <laughs> act like you have experience yeah. in that job. You know, and the people who succeed well later on in their careers and life are the ones who usually pull it off well. Okay, it's it's not it's easier said than done. Again, need to emphasize, but all this comes from the other things we talked about today, like private victories, being clear with your speech and thinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're in if you're doing, I don't know, let's see. Um my thoughts let's see not clear <laughs> they don't okay. do that <laughs> there's no confidence <laughs> okay it's late um, okay. Cool. so let's say in, in the in a, okay uh, it's a corporate world or office world you know if mm-hmm. if you're clear with your speech and thinking you know your clients like you better because you appear more confident they sign on with you better you get more I don't know commission or work you, you build the relationship yes yeah your superiors view you better because, oh, this guy knows what he's thinking and talking about, you know? And all that comes from private victories, you know? People who are successful on the outside usually are very successful on the inside Definitely. as well. There's a lot yeah. of mis, like what you say about when it comes to speaking, especially now, there's a lot of misinformation and miscommunication which drives misinformation also. Me telling you one thing and then you interpreting something, one thing, and telling someone if you, your your way of conveying messages aren't concise, you may convey in a different message to someone else. And that goes on and on. So 
Yeah, precisely. I mean, we got we got to, you know, I'm someone who would, who always encourages people around me to speak clearly, and mm-hmm. I make it a point because it's good for them. Yeah, it's not good for me. I don't. You don't, I, you don't really my part. anything from that. Yeah, 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 but it's good for them. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, I mean that's that, that's pretty much the essence of it. Yeah. Really. Also, the world has become more of like. I don't know stupid Instagram stories and TikTok and dancing. Yeah. That's the way. Is that how you talk now? <laughs> it's, it's it's a very now now our society now is very expressionist kind of like there's a lot of way you can convey your message, but the thing is everyone takes it differently, so it's it's yeah it comes back to how do you walk the fine line between communicating what you want. And other people, other people receiving that information as what you conveyed to them as, because people entitled their own thoughts. Yes. You saying one thing could mean confidence, but from another person's perspective, could mean cockiness or mm. being egoistic. Yes, and yeah. So that, that's different levels of communication as well. As you get better mm. at it, you'll be able to read people a little bit better. But I yeah. say, if anyone listening to this, just start with yourself. Exactly. Just start with a start with a small thing you want to improve. That eventually will make you feel more confident. That will help you speak clearer. And come on, everyone here is good at something. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what. Everyone here is good at something. Just start with that. Exactly. As well. Like Elton, yeah. you're good at like you know speaking, meeting up with people. You're doing your thing well. So that's why you appear confident at it. For me, I like to coach people. I coach people, and you know that comes off. It I give that vibe because I like what I do. Number one and number two. Because I do it well, because I put the work into doing it well. Yeah, it's, it's I all the small private victories that. Yes, that's right. That's right. right. And private victories are what people don't see. You know, private yes. victories are people what people don't see. You don't post on Instagram. Today I spoke to my first person. Kind of thing. <laughs> Today I read my first book. I wrote my first journal. Usually we don't post these kind of things, so. It's within you. You know yourself what you have done. Yes, and that, that's right. Confidence. That's right. That's right. Precisely. You have to have priority. So important. So, so important. Because if you always rely on outside validation, what happens when that dries up? And that always dries up. Definitely. How long does the Instagram story last? It's like you know, 24 hours. 24 hours. You're going to find it again, find it again, again, again. No. No, you can't. Yeah. You can't. You got to come from within. Really, yeah. Cool. Um, great chat. I feel like we've been going on. It's been a, about an hour. It's it's around nine thirty already. Nice, nice. So, do you have anything you wanna? Actually, do you have anything you want to ask me from your side? I've been asking you the whole night. Okay. Cool. Let me think. Um. Let's see. Let's see. So what you're doing is really cool. It's um. Ah. Uh, I don't know, your kind of work that you do, it needs to be in touch with a lot of people, you know, looking to collab, looking to chat and all that. Why don't you tell some rejection stories? Rejection stories. Rejection Maybe. stories mostly are just people that ignores my messages. So the story sort of end there. That <laughs> it's just what? like, hey, would you like to collaborate on this? Would you like to come on my podcast? And then there's just no response. So, How do you handle rejection like that? Just move on. There's, there's so many other people if that like the the who Jordan Belfort he he does a straight line Wolf of Wall Street that guy okay if just sending the stuff to the person supply and demand if that person is not willing to come onto your show why would you want to bag that person 
why would you spend so much time on getting the person on your show if they don't want to come on in the first place? Might as well I spend some more time on building a relationship with someone else who would want to come on my show and let's say we be like this, we can speak golf so well and it's with a lot of other people who can do the same. If I spend my time getting that one, let's say very esteemed guest on my show, I might lose out on other five stories and these five people's mm. stories might lead me to, they might connect me with someone else and you never know. So I feel like don't waste your time on people who reject you. Wow. There's a lot out there and go find, there's always someone, if, if you are okay, you are not bad, inherently bad, there are opportunities for you. How did you develop this confidence or ability to tell yourself this such a young age? Um, okay, I grew up playing basketball. Mm-hmm. I was a terrible shooter. So I would shoot a thousand bricks during a game. Not a thousand, no, that's, that's where it's at. But I would shoot a lot of bricks during a game. I missed throughout the whole game, but you got to score. I, I, I was the team captain and I was one of the main players. So you got to just put that behind. Miss is a miss. You're not going to get that back. What are you going to do with the next play? That's, that's, and that has transitioned into what I do right now. Someone ignoring my, my message would be just another miss layup, another miss shot. What I'm going to do on the next play. Yeah. That, that's the sort of mentality. I feel like sports people, um, we tend to have that because sports is full of setbacks. I mean, basketball, you miss shots. Football, you miss goals. You get red card. I mean, you, you know. So you get red card this game. What happens next game? You get suspended. You plan for the next game. Why are you going to do better? Mm. And yeah. Wow. So it's this that kind of mentality that goes into it. Nice, nice, nice. There you go, folks. I mean, that's 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 the take-home message. <laughs> <laughs> Precise, concise, with purpose, and also mainly because I I credit my coach a lot with this mentality because he scolds the shit out of me. He doesn't care about my ego whatsoever. He scolds me until like you're pet C they call you, mm. and so now whenever anyone's come up to me or just reject me. I've dealt with worse. I've been scolded. I've been put until a position where I was so low. What can you do to me now which will make me feel that way again? I don't think so. Anything. If you ever seen my coach scold me, it's pure verbal abuse. Plus the, the training, everything is physical abuse on top of verbal abuse. And, but I, I really credit him. He, he really knows how to teach. Um, you wouldn't know back then. You think he's just pure torture. But at the end of the day, that, that really helps. Yeah. Nice, nice. I mean, I'd say like I'm at that kind of stage as well where I'm, I don't really care about external validation or rejection. But I mean, I mean, you're two years younger. So if I was two years younger, I don't think I would have had that yet. So good on you. Seriously, seriously good on you. And really. also because I played with the senior team. Mm. So I really have to... One, the seniors are always better than me. And I'm playing, let's say, a six-man or something like that. So I always have the mentality that... Okay, the thing is, if you are making you make a mistake and you're with the senior team, you're very likely to get subbed out. Mm. So what you got to do is just block that thought out. Don't think about that. If I make a mistake, how am I going to play better in the next play? Hustle more, push more. It's, yeah, yeah that, that's basically how, how I grew up. 
So you just focus on what you can control. Focus on what you can control. Mm-hmm. And if it happened in the past, happened, um, move on to the next play. Yeah. Profound advice. I mean, really profound advice, but you know, you sometimes our own advice is the ones that we don't yeah, take. I, I, it's not that, okay, that I have this mindset, but it doesn't mean I don't ruminate on things that I did in the past. Mm, okay. I'm always focusing on the next thing, but I might be thinking about the previous thing that happened so that mm. how do I not make that same mistake again? And how, why did I fuck up that shot? Why did I fuck up that chance? I texted this person. Why did she not reply me? Why did he not reply me? Mm. What can I do to better position myself so that in the future, if this, this person in this position would like to, I would like to approach this person in this position, they'll be more open to accept, let's say, whatever proposal, yeah. Nice, nice. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Because I'm young and not a lot of people were willing to work with someone who is way younger because what experience do you got? Mm. And I think, and I'm not like super famous or anything. I have no like credentials, let's say 10,000 followers. I'm not super famous. So why would people work with me? So that's, that's the thing you could, I, I take into consideration. Mm. Yeah. When you block that out of your head, you still focus on what you can control, exactly. what you can do better. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, there we go. That's nice. That's nice. Actually, this cup looks cute on camera. <laughs> I never thought about it. It's like the biggest cup I have in the house, so I just bring it around. Oh, yeah. Okay. Nice. I guess that's a wrap, isn't it? Yes, that's a wrap. Yes. Wrap, wrap. I need to arrange my books to make myself look intelligent. Well, I don't. Where's, where's my, no, my books, I used to prop up my camera in front of you. <laughs> <laughs>